0: Good to have you back. The Bill Michael Show on the air. This portion of the program, we were talking about Quick Trip a little bit earlier, signing an NIL deal with a a band member uh, of the UW Marching Band. So they're doing everything in the community. Quick Trip does it all. And if you are uh, looking for, say, tailgate supplies this weekend, whether you're heading out to Camp Randall tomorrow or up to Green Bay on Sunday, They've got it. They got your burgers. You brought your hot dogs, all that kind of good stuff, and all the fixings, everything you need. They even have steaks. They even have all of that if you want to grill that instead. There's a lot of good stuff. And maybe you don't want to cook at all. Maybe, yeah, it's going to rain. I don't want to be grilling in the rain, so maybe just stop in and get the burgers and the the take-home meals that are already hot, or maybe, God, those chicken tenders are fantastic. Stop in and see our friends at Quick Trip. Don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card, and you're going to be good to go. That is our friends over there. At Quick Trip. Going to talk some Bucks basketball coming up here in just a couple of minutes. So, stay tuned for that. Bucks got a win last night. Damian Lillard last night dropping 39. And the Bucks off to a fast start as uh, they knocked off the, the 76ers. Uh, the Bucks, by the way, uh, the, when's the next time the Bucks play? They play Sunday. I think is when they play again. Bucks play the Hawks at home on Sunday. Yeah,
1: they have Sunday against Atlanta, and then the Heat yeah. Monday night. So back to back.
0: Okay. Yeah, they're off a couple of days. I mean, a couple of teams have already had two, three games. Uh, or it'll be their third game maybe coming up tonight. And the Bucks have played one, and then they are off a couple of days till Sunday, and then they've got that game. By the way, that game is six o'clock on uh, on Sunday evening. So uh, you get to you know pa- Packers football during the day, and you get Bucks basketball at night. So not a bad way to go. So, uh, you got a lot of sports coming up this weekend. And like I mentioned, you got the, the Badgers and the Buckeyes coming up tomorrow. So, there you have it. But the Bucks get a couple of days off and then they get right back at it. And to talk more about it, Dave Kane, he is the play by play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. Dave, how you doing?
2: I'm great. Great, man. I'll tell you after last night, I'd be hard pressed to say anything else. This is going to be some kind of a ride if last night was any indication.
0: Let's let's talk about a little bit about last night, because I, I, there's, there's only one issue I have with last night's contest, and that's what we saw last year, where this team gets off to a big lead, they feel comfortable, all of a sudden, here you go, teams come storming back, and then it's a mad rush to get the win, and then in the postseason, obviously, that didn't work, and they ended up losing, and then you know, they're all sending it home, but... Let's talk about to this team and and that kind of philosophy and some of the things that they had carry over from last year. Is there any of that? Does does any of that kind of play into this and make you scratch your head and go, "Geez, here we go again"?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because last year, incidentally, the Bucs had the best record in the NBA when it came to protecting leads after three quarters. When, when I think last year they were fifty and fifty-one and three when they had led after three quarters, which is unheard of in the NBA. Now. You fast forward to the playoffs, games four and games five, they were up by their largest playoff leads that they have lost in franchise history, back to back to end the season. So completely against the script of what they've done all season. Yeah. They've given up some leads, but they always found a way to win in the end. You know, that's the NBA life in the NBA leads, hold up like $3 step ladders. I mean, it's just not something you feel comfortable with at any point, because there's just so much talent. The scoring is so high. And it's geared for that. They want that in the league. So it's kind of baked in. But now you add Damian Lillard. I, I think one of the biggest problems the Bucks had in those spots previously was in a half-court offense. It could get bogged down, particularly come playoff time. Now they've got a closer. And th- last night was Exhibit A, everything and anything they had ever wanted from Damian Lillard when they made this deal. A guy who wants the ball in his hands, who is going to take that shot. You, you look at the way the last game ended against Miami. Nobody wanted that shot. They didn't even get a shot off the last possession of the season. You had a chance to, I'm trying to remember where they were. I think they had a chance to tie it and they didn't even get a shot off. And so, you know, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about why you make this deal. So, you know, we'll see, obviously with all these things playing out, you got to have luck. We've seen that a zillion times. You have to be healthy and you can't lose guys to injury. And this is an older roster. So perhaps a little bit more susceptible to some of those things, but, With everybody healthy, I feel really good about this group. Now, it's going to be a bit of a work in progress. We can get into that. But uh, in the here and now, you've got that that closer that I don't think they've had historically. And, And Damian Lillard, man, he lived up there with 14 points in the final four and a half minutes. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I think that's a little bit indicative of what Damian Lillard had to say after the game is the fact that guys on that team are encouraging him hey, if you want to beat a man, beat a man, that type of thing at the end of a ball game. If you need that ball in your hand and you believe you've got that kind of confidence to get it done, he even said it, they're encouraging me to be the guy, right?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for for all those reasons, I just laid out, as good as Giannis Antetokounmpo is, he's made big shots, obviously, throughout his career, but he's not necessarily your trademark closer. Uh, You you want guys that shoot the ball comfortably. Giannis is not a, a shooter, and, you know, at times we've seen in fact, last year he took even a little bit of a step back, in my opinion, in terms of his mid-range shooting and his numbers would bear it out, obviously, at the free-throw line as well. He had another tough night shooting the ball. That's the other piece that I think Lillard brings to the to the table here that has really been sorely lacking for the Bucks in their half-court offense, that, and that's the ability to get to the free-throw line. Uh, it's amazing when you consider Giannis last season shot close to 13 free throw attempts a game which was the lead in the league by a pretty good margin over the next closest Joel Embiid but in spite of that fact the Bucs were, were 28th in the league in free throw attempts as a team per game so you're third to worst in the league in attempts per game even though you have the number one guy when it comes to free throw attempts well now you bring in Damian Lillard last year he was fifth in the league in free throw attempts and sure enough he gets 17 attempts and makes all of them that's the kicker Giannis 65 percent last year, Lillard 91 percent. That makes a difference.
0: When uh, you start to look at the guys on this roster, and, and I, I really like the roster. I mean, uh, Brooke Lopez, I thought, boy, he had his probably his best season last year, in my opinion. But he looks strong, but he's also getting a little bit older. And then Beasley can be your guy uh, and come in and fill in as well. But I look at, the, I, I go back to the year that they won it, and it was kind of like PJ Tucker. He reminded me a lot of a guy like Scotty Williams or Darvin Ham, and they were they were the dirty guy. Not not played dirty, but they were the guy that went in and cleaned it up, and they played defense. They grabbed boards. They were the, the energized, the muscle, and you were kind of searching for that a little bit last year. I said at the beginning of the season, if you have to look at an X factor, somebody that's going to come off the bench and maybe be an igniter, we know that the fans love Bobby Portis, but could Jay Crowder be that guy? There's a reason they traded for him, right?
2: Yeah, Jay's a guy who can be an X-factor guy for sure. Um, now, you also have to keep in, a, in mind that Jay's in his 12th season at 33 years old, so he's another one of these guys that's a little older. I'm kind of intrigued by some of these young players. Uh, I think Marjan Beauchamp's the one that really gets my imagination dancing and the fact that he's 23 years old, only in his second season, and, and he's a guy that can play defense in a way that the Bucks are going to need this season. You lose Drew Holiday. That's the biggest to me, void in this team. Your perimeter defense isn't going to be close to what it was a season ago. Now, that said, it doesn't have to be a, a top-five defense for this Bucks team to go where they want to go. In fact, if they're even just average, I think that they're in a very good position to accomplish everything they want to. But you bring in Beauchamp, who's got the length. He's got about a seven-foot wingspan. He's got athleticism. He plays the style of basketball that I also think lends itself really well to Adrian Griffin's style that he's looking for, which is to create a little more havoc, make players uncomfortable, and and be a little bit more aggressive. He, he said a year ago, he felt like he was a little more tepid, not an unusual thing to hear from a, a rookie, but because of the fact that Mike Budenholzer's system really did not want guys to foul. They did not. They, they were among the leaders and fewest free throw attempts allowed because they just, that was one of the pri- things that they prioritized coach Griffin's, going to be a little bit more open to some more of those fouls in those situations. That's a fine line because you don't want to be overly aggressive, but he does like that idea of forcing some turnovers and getting that offense moving that way. And I think Bochamp brings a little bit of that to the mix. So he's a guy I've got my eye on. And another guy that we didn't see last night, it'll be fascinating to see if they find a way to incorporate him into the rotation. I'm sure they will at times this season. Now with this veteran of a group as they have, I I would be surprised if he saw regular playing time, but is Andre Jackson. Uh, the rookie out of UConn. He's not a a great shooter. In fact, that that may be an understatement at this point in his career, but they don't feel like he even has to be with some of the other skills he brings with, in terms of athleticism. He's got a really good basketball IQ. He's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been as one of the things that attracted them to drafting him out of UConn after being a captain of that national championship team a season ago. So those are a couple other guys I think about too, but, um, you know, Bochamp, to me, seems the most ready-made, to potentially step into that role. And he could even be a fit starter by the end of this thing, for all we know.
0: Now, you talked a little bit about Adrian Griffin and the change in style. Have the guys, one, embraced it, or is that something that they wanted to do? the Maybe that was one of the reasons that, you know, Coach isn't here anymore because, you know, Mudenholzer didn't like that style, didn't want to let him play free, kind of restricted him a little bit. Do you find that maybe that might be the reason he's not here and Adrian Griffin is? Well,
2: I, I couldn't pretend to know what they wanted, but I, I will tell you this, they are bought into it. Now, you can be bought into it in game one. Are you still bought into it in game 30, game 40, game 50, in seeing how this thing plays out? If they're winning, I can promise you this much. They're going to be bought in. And I do think it is a little bit perhaps more of a fun, free-flowing style. Now, that's not to say that Mike Budenholzer didn't let these guys run. He wanted pace. He, you don't have the best open floor player in the in the world on your team and uh, afraid to, to play, you know run the run run a little bit. and that's what the Bucks were always trying to do. but I think defensively yeah, a little bit more aggressive. so that'll take a little bit of time. That's going to be a project and we're going to have to wait and see really all of this is. It, you, it's such a, a fascinating scenario in that you have so many new pace pieces. John Horse told me before the season, including some of the things even off the court, this is the most change he's ever had from one year to the next for the franchise going all the way back to his days with the Detroit Pistons when he was an assistant there. And th- that's a mouthful because there have been some big changes along the way here w- with this franchise, but even to the to the training team that you know some of the sports science positions some of those guys uh, have changed out a little bit too in terms of the strength and conditioning and those types of things, but all the way across the board, it's a lot of new pieces that are going to have to learn to jive together. But I think one of the real advantages that this team is going to have in that process is they've got so much experience, so much playing experience through the years. You saw Damian Lillard it was his first game with this new team in a regular regular season game. Yet he was filing things away as that game went along. He was saving plays for later in the game when he knew he was going to need them. He's just got this accrued experience, and, and he's not the only one. So now the trick becomes, can you can you shift that to muscle memory? When, when these guys playing together, knowing where to be, Giannis is still getting used to his positioning. It's unique to what it's ever been in his, at this point in his career with Damian Lillard, where he rolls from and all these different things. And, you know, even guys getting used to being as open as they're going to be, it's just going to take a little bit of time for it to really function at its peak I think it's going to take at least half a season I would have to think before they start to really gel but they don't have to be perfectly gelling to win games as we saw last night there were some miscues but man they're going to make plays hopefully when it matters most which is what the NBA is all about given how many close games there typically are in this league in crunch time in those clutch time minutes
0: do here here's my question and I thought this was legitimate uh, you know you tell me because you know them better but You know, if Damian Lillard comes in and just begins to take over, is John as long as they're winning, is Giannis okay with that? Because Giannis has been so much the forefront and the face of this franchise and really for a while he was the face of the NBA for a little bit. I mean, when he burst onto the scene, they finally won the championship. Is he okay if Lillard Lillard is like, you know what, I got this?
2: Well, if last night's any indication, I think the answer is an emphatic yes. Uh, You know, based on what Dame was saying after the game, he said, He wasn't sure. He said, look, I'm I'm joining ranks with a guy who's a two-time MVP. He's been a finals MVP. He's done something I've never done. He's won a championship. This is his team. So I'm not ready to just take the reins if he's not ready to give it. Well, it gets down to crunch time last night in, in the late moments of that game. And he said Giannis essentially came up to him and said, you take the ball. This is why we brought you here. And that's what he talked about before the season when those two got together for the first time. I think one of the other benefits that this team has going forward." And this has been such a huge asset for this group from day one. John Horst has really worked on building this team around players that he feels like fit the culture of this group. And that culture is driven by Giannis. Giannis is inherently a selfless guy who wants to win. That is his number one priority. He doesn't care how he gets there. He's really, in a lot of ways, the antithesis of your typical modern day NBA guy where he 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 is a true team player and that has driven the culture around the Bucks for a long long time since Giannis has been really at the forefront of this league and now you bring in Damian Lillard who's another guy who was wired similarly he was the NBA's teammate of the year two years ago I think it was two years ago of course Drew Holiday took that award each of the last two seasons so you know you replace one great citizen and great teammate with another one in Damian Lillard and And I think that's one of the reasons that this thing has the potential to really go, assuming everybody stays healthy.
0: Real quick before I let you go. So last year we watched them three quarters against Miami. They play great basketball, and it seemed like just for whatever reason the gas or the aggression just went out of the tank come the fourth quarter. Now we talk about being able to play more aggressive with Adrian Griffin's style of play. Can this team, being older, have that same kind of energy and aggression in the fourth quarter that late in the season?
2: Well, I think one of the other things we saw last night that was encouraging was, and I thought really smart, the way that Coach Griff staggered he and uh, Damian Lillard and Giannis in terms of their minutes. That th- Those guys will will give each other a break because they are no longer going to be the marked man. And, and Damian Lillard even talked about that fact after the game last night, saying that in the past, he, he'd been forced to carry all game long. He said he felt fresher late because he wasn't having to do that because he's got another bona fide MVP candidate out on the floor with him Santa de Antetokounmpo. So, and it goes both ways on that. And then the other thing I would say, uh, everyone loves to give Drew Holiday all sorts of grief for his inability to score in the postseason. One of the reasons for that, I believe, was the fact that uh, Holiday was asked to do so much defensively all the time, but especially in the playoffs. And he plays so hard. That takes it out of you. It absolutely takes it out of you. And I think that that was one of the reasons his numbers suffered offensively when he got to the postseason because he was doing so much defensively. And, and let's, let's call it what it is. In the NBA today, you've got the number one defensive player on the perimeter in Drew Holiday defending Jimmy Butler. We saw what happened in that series. Butler averaged almost 38 points a game. He was just a supernova. Sometimes that's going to happen no matter how good your defense is. This league is geared towards scoring and making shots. That's what Damian Lillard does, and I think that these guys are going to be in a position with the depth that they have and the preponderance of stars. And, again, remember, Chris Middleton only played about 16 minutes yesterday. He's going to start playing more and more throughout the season. That's another third weapon that you're going to have who can also stretch out play a little bit of defense. I think they've got a lot of different players to cover a lot of bases that should serve them well come playoff time where you're not going to have to lean on everybody. But it, And the other thing is, in the playoffs, everybody's tired. That's just the way life goes in the NBA. But you better have someone that can make big shots in big moments, and they have that in stage with Damian Lillard.
0: Dave, great stuff. I appreciate it. Listen to you all season long, and we'll get you back on real soon, okay?
2: All right. Appreciate it, Bill. Good talking with you.
0: You too. Thanks so much. There you go. Dave Kane, Milwaukee Bucks, play by radio play-by-play play voice, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. A lot of good points. A lot of good points there. And uh, it's one game, like he said, but a lot of things happened in the right way last night. Uh, we'll talk more about to the Bucks coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, covering the Bucks, going to be joining us as well. Don't forget the last hour of the program today. As always on a Friday, we bring in our guy Mike Clemens. We're going to talk with him. Coming up here in a little bit as well. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after. Up- Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, "Show me the money" to reveal up to ten grand each Thursday. Eight hundred thousand in prizes is up for grabs. Forty winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee. When you're ready to win, just say "Show me the money." More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play.
1: All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, Jan Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties
0: Good to have you back. Hey, a reminder coming from our buddy Craig Every and Every Plumbing and Heating. And uh, I was talking about them. I saw them out in lacrosse last week. Had a great time. Uh, But he wants me to remind you, and I'm glad he said that to me, by the way. Uh, If you have a hose connected to the house outside, disconnect it from the house. Turn off the water. Going to save yourself some, uh, some pain in the long run. And I forget that every year, and actually it was not this past year, it was the year before, I had both hose bibs outside broke. Uh, When I went to use them in the springtime, I turned them on and it was like, waterfall. And so both hose bibs broke. So uh, he's reminding me to tell you, uh, take the hoses off of the house outside. You can leave the hoses outside, just take them off of the house, uh, turn the water off, drain it out, and that way you don't have any problems. Even if your house is protected or you have one of those, because I, I used to have one of those fake rocks that sat in front of your house and it was insulated and it would sit around uh, the hose bib. Yeah, uh, even if you have one of those, it uh, doesn't matter because you can still have you know f- freezing and you don't want that. God knows, you know, and it's a mess. If you've ever had a pipe burst in the house, holy crap, it's a mess. Water is some of the worst thing you can possibly have when it comes to damage. So uh, you want to want to make sure you do that. If you haven't done it already, They're reminding me to remind you, if you're going to be out and about a little bit tomorrow in the yard, kind of picking up the leaves or whatever, uh, because it's not. I don't think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, maybe before the game or something, you're going to just go out there and unscrew the hoses and get those off. And at least then you can rest at night. And come springtime, you don't have to turn that hose on and go uh, and hold your breath waiting for that thing to, to, to blow. So every plumbing and heating right there, if you need their services, by the way, if say you don't heed the warning. And you do need their service. They're happy to come out and, and fix stuff for you and put piping in, hose bibs in, all that stuff. They're happy to do all that. Um, but you'd have to pay them to do it. So <laughs> call them 608-783-2803. 608-783-2803. 608-783-2803. That's every plumbing and heating right there on the cross, Trampolome, Monroe, Vernon, and Jackson County's all good stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was good to talk to Dave Kane, And um, I really, one game does not a season make by any stretch of the imagination. I just, for all the questions that I had, and he's got a lot of great points, I just want to see this thing kind of play out to see if some of this stuff rears its ugly head. Because what you got in Damian Little, there's two things you worry about. One is injury. That's the first thing. That can derail this season in a heartbeat. But with some of the problems the Bucks had, you want to see if he's the band aid for that, that he can cure a lot of that. That he can then, like we saw last night, you know, he'll be the guy that can take over a game at the end of a game and make the big shot and get to the free throw line and be successful doing that and take a lot of the pressure off of Giannis to be Giannis. And uh, I didn't, I, the one thing I didn't get a chance to ask him was, uh, what does he feel about Giannis taking three point shots? Uh, I got I will definitely ask uh, Jim Ozarski about it but uh, not a a fan of that. Now that you've got bonafide three-point shooter, and eventually, as he had mentioned, you get more of Chris Middleton, well, then things really begin to change, really begin to change for this team. Uh, Coming up in about 45 minutes, we got our buddy Mike Clements going to be joining us. He'll take us the rest of the way when it comes to uh, inside the Green Bay Packers locker room, Packers getting ready for the Vikings this coming Sunday, noon kickoff Lambeau Field. Do not forget the Green and Gold postgame show. We are going to be live at Burkle's one block over, Up in Green Bay after the game, come on by and say hello. Hopefully we're talking about a victory, but we'll break it all down. We'll be honest about it. We'll go to Mike over inside the locker room. We'll hear from the players, hear from the coaches, all that kind of stuff. But uh, this weekend we are going to be at Burkle's one block over uh, for a couple of hours after the contest. So uh, come on over and say hi. We're going to have the Green and Gold postgame show as we do after every home game. Live up in Green Bay at Burkle's one block over. That is coming up this Sunday. We're going to talk with Jim Ozarski of the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He's going to join us. That is coming up next on the Bill Michaels. Show.
3: Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Never oh, no, no. Good Friday. Feeling, yeah. A few hours away. Oh, Calling it a day. It feeling, then getting into the yeah. weekend. Baseball tonight. Game one of the World Series. Bucks off till Sunday. I'll never, I'll never Buck, Buckeyes it. and Badgers tomorrow I'll out of Camp Randall. The Vikings yeah. come to town to Lambeau on Sunday. Got a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of good stuff. And then tonight we are going to be live down at Stenny's. And uh, they have their costume contest coming up tonight. So we hope to see second, a second in national downtown Milwaukee. Grant Bills and I are both going to be there. And we look forward to seeing you as, well, maybe a, a disguised face in the crowd. But come on out tonight. We're going to have a really, really, really good time. Really looking forward to it. Should be a, should be a lot of fun. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Jim Ozarski joining us from the Journal Sentinel. Covering that Bucks win last night. Jimmy, how you doing, pal?
4: I'm good, Bill. I'm good. Quite a uh, quite a debut for Adrian Griffin and Damian Lillard.
0: Uh, it was. It was a little scary because uh, I'm sitting there. I was at Calderon Club last night. I told the story, but I'm watching this team and I look up at one point and they're up, I don't know, double digits and having a, having a fun time. I'm like, oh, look at this. They're doing exactly what everybody thought they would do. And then I turn around and all of a sudden they're down by four. And I'm thinking, holy crap, it's just like last year. And then Damian Lillard gets the ball, and then uh, the rest is history. So give me your synopsis of game one and uh, and just your thought and feeling walking out of that arena last night.
4: Yeah, well, two things. Uh, one is they built that huge lead in the 16 minutes Chris Middleton was on the court, you know, and it was interesting to see the, the starting of Adrian Griffin's rotations where, okay, starting lineup, and then Giannis comes out first and Dame is, is by himself but Chris is the bridge right so then when Chris goes out Giannis comes in Dame goes out that was interesting to see um and, and that that's only going to create problems Bill. once Chris gets to that full 30 32 minute workload where you know if you're going to stagger Giannis and Dame with Chris and they're running against second unit players like that's that's only good for the Bucks. Um, and now you mentioned the end of the game. That's the thing. Look, for as as clutch as Chris Middleton has been in his Bucks career, he is not that sort of dynamic from the logo to the rim finisher that Damian Lillard is. Um, and, and that was, I think, look, the, the Bucks have a long way to go in smoothing all of this out. But on the night like last night, you just give it to that guy, <laughs> and he's either gonna right. a step back three. Or make six free throws down the stretch. So only, only good things. If you're a Bucks fan, Bill, um, or maybe just new to them coming in because of Dame, um, a, a lot to, a lot of positives to draw on.
0: The we, we talked about the the kind of the balance between Damian Lillard and Giannis, and that Giannis welcomed that and said, "Hey, it's it's your time. This is the reason we brought you in. You take the shot." Uh, and, and that's what was, we were asking Dave Kane a little while ago. I said, "Is Giannis okay with either sharing and/or giving the spotlight to somebody else as long as they're winning?" Do you think? Do you think he is?
4: I think so. You know, it, it's um, it, look—he's he, won two MVPs, he's won a DPOY, All-Star Game MVP, final—I mean, in terms of the accolades, Bill, there's nothing left, and he's not even 29 yet. So all, mm-hmm. all that there is, he's a top 75 player, right? Like so all that there is for him is is adding championships in terms of overall legacy of of great players, right? Um so look, he he in all reality Bill like when Chris is fully healthy, like Giannis really shouldn't touch the ball in the final 45 50 seconds of a game. You know what I mean, which is incredible right. to say with one of the league's best players. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Giannis is going to be okay with that. They're going to figure things out. And, and look, um, you know, he's still going to take his occasional three, you know, but in uh, his occasional Dirk fade in the lane and elbow jumpers. But, you know, more often than not, he's going to have opportunities at the rim, Bill, where he doesn't have four guys around his legs. And that's only going to help him and the Bucks. So maybe he doesn't take 18 shots. But he still scores twenty-eight to thirty on fourteen shots because they're just higher percentages.
0: Do you think? Uh, Jan, and I said this last night. I mean, they were ugly. I, I, if I'm Adrian Griffin, I'm, I'm think I'm telling Giannis whatever you do, just don't shoot beyond the arc unless we got a big <laughs> lead or you just are so wide open and we've, we're getting a hell beat out of us. He should never be shooting beyond the arc. It looks awkward, and he's he's just banging it off the back of the rim. <laughs>
4: It, it's, it's been the conversation for him for years, Bill. Look, there, there's something to be said about sometimes you just have to take the best shot. And when it's a wide open three, like in this league nowadays, Bill, like that's the best shot. Um, especially if you're left wide open. Because look, if if there's some sort of hesitation there, and this isn't just Giannis, honest, this is Marsha Bochamp or Jay Crowder or, or some of these other, lower percentage players for the Bucs. If you don't take that and you decide to put it on the floor and dribble into people, where are you in the shot clock? Where are you with, like, you're probably not going to get a better look than that. So look, Giannis isn't going to be out here taking five threes a game anymore. uh, But you know, the two to three, I think are still going to have to happen.
0: So give me your thoughts on the rest of this team and say, we'll say bench players guys that we talked about impact players that could be like X factors and and grant believes, and also Dave kane believes it's gonna be kind of like Bochamp could be that guy i I keep saying, where is Jay Crowder fit into all of this? Because they traded for him for a reason. And I really thought that he could come in and be like P.J. Tucker 2.0, give you scoring, give you boards, give you defense, give you pressure, give you that badass capability that P.J. Tucker took with him when they when they let him walk. Yeah,
4: you know, again, it was sort of interesting last night, Bill, and I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this evolves with Adrian Griffin depending on matchups. So Jay was the sixth man last night. Um, now, some of that had to do with Chris's minutes being maybe restricted, but he subbed for Giannis, which is interesting because for three years, that's Bobby. Bobby has sub for Giannis. Um, and then here comes Bobby for Brooke, and Bobby is now defending Joel Embiid. That isn't, and, and giving him a hard time. Um, so mm-hmm. credit to Bobby Portis. I, I'm curious if now when they play Atlanta, for instance, Bill, Atlanta doesn't have a big like Joel Embiid. So is Jay not Giannis's sub or, you know what I mean? So I think, I think Adrian Griffin is going to experiment here in this first quarter of the season, Bill, uh, Marjan Beauchamp, a very late sub, 10th man off the bench, but yet played some really high leverage minutes, uh, especially with the starters uh, credit to him. He just didn't start the game or, or play very much early. So, yeah, Jay Crowder and Marjan, I, I think they're going to be out there, Bill, for those defensive reasons. Um, but we're, we're just going to have to see how Adrian uh, deploys them, I guess. And, and if he truly is sort of a matchup-based head coach that changes game to game, which obviously would be very unfamiliar for Bucks fans in the last five years.
0: What do you see different, and I'm just talking about the overall – um, team, uh, I don't know, mood, I, I don't know how to gauge it, but what do you see different between, you know, Adrian Griffin coming in and taking over and what the prior regime had or the attitude or whatever? What What do you see different in this team this year with a new head coach as opposed to what you saw last year?
4: Yeah, I, th- I think it started with a training camp emphasis on, you know, those very defensive looks and and being – A more aggressive defensive team what does that mean it means the philadelphia 76s were in the bonus (laughs) with five minutes to go in the third quarter like oh my god like the the bucks had just never fouled at that rate under mike budenholzer he wanted teams to not go to the free throw line and to not hit high percentage threes um you know the bucks are one of the best teams in in basketball last year bill at at sort of funneling teams to that mid-range area just frankly low percentage shots so I would say the the biggest change is, is you're going to see the bucks fall a lot more. Uh, but with that comes getting their hands involved, being, you know, using their physical presence and look, this is an older team. You know, it'll be something we talk about all year long. Uh, but even with the age, they're huge. Like Chris is six, eight, <laughs> well over 200. Like he's a big guy. Um, and he's not someone you initially think of as as a key to their defensive, you know, abilities. But, but you know, he guarded Kevin Durant a couple of years ago. Bill It wasn't PJ. It was it was Chris Middleton. So I, I think that's what fans are going to have to maybe get used to a little bit. Are are guys playing with foul trouble, um, and, and seeing a more aggressive style on that end of the court.
0: Talking with Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, covering the Milwaukee Bucks. So, you know, you get a win uh, over a team that had a lot of distraction. No James Harden. They keep him off the plane. Uh, it's an opening night. You're in front of a sold-out, packed house. So, But you get a one-point victory. Uh, was was that a victory last night, or was that kind of a, a wake-up call to say, hey, when you have big leads, you can't let these things relinquish the way we did last season, or you're going to find yourself again on the outside looking in? Uh, no, I, I think
4: we'll have to see, you know, if that becomes a trend. Um, again, I feel like if if Chris had been able to play 30 minutes with Damian and Giannis, uh, they probably push that into the 20s. And then does Philly go away? I, I don't know. Um, you know, if anything, Bill, I think that the takeaway would be, okay, in this process as they're trying to figure things out and it does slip away, you still have those guys at the end, right? Giannis Mm -hmm. and and Damian Lillard scored 13 straight at one point. um, And and Lillard was so, uh, commanded so much attention that Brooke Lopez sat there and looked around and was like, y'all going to let let me shoot this. He's like, okay. (laughs) And he shot it and hit the three. And, And look, Brooke is one of those guys who if you, give him an open shot, he's going to make that. I think around 45% last year. So, yeah, I I think um, it's (laughs) – look at the end of the game and how they were able to lean on the two stars more so than, you know, oh, Philly was able to make a run. Because I I feel like as time goes on, Bill, they'll figure that out.
0: Always good to talk to you, Jim. I appreciate it. Uh, Big win in the books, and now they've got, what, 81 more to go. So, long season ahead, but enjoy it, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay?
4: All right, sounds good, Bill. Looking forward to it. All right,
0: buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Jim Ozarski joining us from the Journal Sentinel for a couple of minutes. And big win. I mean, everybody agrees. An exciting win. Uh, Damian Lillard did exactly what he was supposed to do. The reason they brought him in to the Bucks organization, um, you know, and everything matriculated correctly. Now you just hope that the Bucks. what you learned from last night is, one, you've got a guy that can do that. Okay, good. Two, you want to get more minutes for Chris Middleton as he becomes more able to to, eligible to do that. And then three, you know, you saw games last year slip away. And this year, what you don't want to see is games slip away. Uh, And Adrian Griffin's going to have to figure out the management of, of minutes and keeping legs healthy and all that kind of stuff. Because as Jim said, it is an older team. You got to figure that out. But already, strategically, you saw some things a little bit different last night, as he had mentioned. Bobby Portis coming in and immediately, going to Joel Embiid, and uh, you know you saw kind of the trade-off with uh, Jay Crowder coming in for Giannis, and so I- I- interesting stuff. And I, I really because uh, in- I I didn't sit there and look at it all in that analytical way last night. I just sat back and enjoyed the game. So good, good stuff from Jim Ozarski and Dave Kane for that matter. The play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks joining us for a couple of minutes as well. So. Good stuff. We're about uh, about a little bit less than a half an hour away from our guy Mike Clemens joining us. We're going to talk with Mike uh, about the upcoming game between the Packers and the Vikings. Lambeau Field this weekend coming up, uh, and we'll discuss and kind of close things out with him as well. And great letter, great letter from Jake, who said, uh, went to Robert Specialty Meats, and you were right. The Al Capone roast is to die for, but the Al Capone sausages are even better. Taking a handful of those up to the game this weekend. Thanks for the heads up. Always good when somebody takes the advice. I will say you are 100% correct about the Al Capone sausages. If you really want to add to that that tailgate, you can also do the ribs on a stick, the garlic Parmesan chicken skewers. They even wrap uh, jalapenos in bacon and fill them with cream cheese. You can even grill those, and that's really good. So all that stuff, pre-made, ready to go, throw it on the grill right there. Robert's Specialty Meats downtown uh, Sunset Drive in Waukesha, I should say. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That is robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. And uh, and also, don't forget, holidays coming up, they do catering. So they can bring that stuff right to you. Fix it up for you, your friends. Uh, you got a business. You're going to do something for maybe your employees. Great way to go. They can do everything from the ribs on a stick to steaks to the skewers, whatever. Or just grill up all of those sausages, which are so good, so freaking good. That is robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com, your hometown butcher. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network.
3: The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games and you could say show me the money to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee. When you're ready to win, just say "Show me the money." More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play.
0: Tonight, whatever you're going to be, whoever you're going to be, rocket. We are going to be down at Steny, second of National Walker's Point. Myself, Grant Bills, going to be there. A host of others judging the Halloween costume contest coming up tonight. Cash prizes supposed to be tomorrow night, but tonight is when it's going to take place. Tomorrow night, uh, they've got uh, the Badgers and the Buckeyes on all the big screens down there. So that's the reason they wanted to move it to tonight so they didn't disrupt the viewing audience for that game. So tonight, we're going to be at Stenny's. Tonight, we're going to be judging the Halloween costume contest. And tonight... They're giving away cash and prizes. We hope to see you. You get, the, you get the sense I'm saying it's tonight? It's tonight. So we're going to see you down there. Second in national, Stenny's and Walker's Point. Wings, beverages, terrific food. Home of the Bill My- Michaels garlic cheese bread. Cold, cold beverages. And we're going to have fun. Sounds like a good time. I'm going to Stenny's get some of that tonight.
1: cheese bread tonight. I've never had it
0: before. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ordering it up on the way down. No worries. We're going to have that Calling stuff all, ahead. all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Calling ahead. Yeah, no Absolutely. doubt. No doubt. Uh, so I don't know if you saw the sports illustrated article, Damian Lillard, uh, where he sat down and he talked about why he ended up in Milwaukee rather than, than Miami, because he had been in contact with, um, with Jimmy Butler pretty much throughout. He had stated that he wanted to go to Miami. He, that was the place he wanted to be. And remember Jimmy Butler said, Hey, the league's got to look into tampering. Well, what happened was, and he explained it. he said two things. One is. The best case for him to win a championship is in Milwaukee, not only because he's playing alongside Giannis and a really good roster, but he's also said the depth of their bench. He said there he just felt that there's more talent in the Bucks bench uh, and that gives them the best chance to win and go deeper into the postseason. Uh, but he also I, I, I thought he kind of sloughed it off a little bit because he said, look, at the end of the day, it was out of my hands. It was out of Jimmy Butler's hands. Milwaukee made the better deal and that Miami was going to be the place he was going to go just Miami wouldn't pony up they didn't want to make that deal and pat riley didn't want to make the trade and give up the talent so when the bucks said hey we'll do this and we've got you know drew holiday to give you and some and some draft capital they were like oh okay we'll do that because they knew they could turn draft, uh, drew holiday into additional players and so that's what happened uh, nothing more than that and uh, he said there's, you know, no tampering or anything here. But he also says after it's all said and done, he feels this is the best place for him to be because it gives him the best opportunity to win a championship. So the Sports Illustrated article you can read. Uh, I just clicked it online, but uh, you can check it out there. So uh, what, what do you have,
1: Grant? So I have this clip from the postgame presser last night, and it, it just blows me away, Bill, because... So they added Dame to be a closer in this high-level offensive player right? Shot maker. But part of that is strategy, pacing yourself throughout the game, kind of reading the court. And this is Damian Lillard talking about, I I might try some things in the first quarter. And then if they work, I might put them in my back pocket until the fourth quarter when I can pull them back out. This is a 42nd clip. I want you to listen to this. This is really interesting. Over the course of a game, I'm always looking at uh, the kind of opportunities I'll be able to have, um, some things that I might be able to do in the first or second quarter that I might be able to go away from for a while and then keep it in my pocket for the end of the game. Like uh for example tonight at the end of the, the first half, we was running an action where I was able to get in the paint, get fouled, get a lot of opportunities and we well I I don't know if anybody else noticed but I just stopped calling it, you know, cuz I knew that down the stretch if it was a close game, it would be a good action for us and um you know, that's, that's all it was. You know, it was um, understanding what was happening, being able to manipulate and manage those situations, and, and that's all it was. The Bucks won a title by being like a blunt force instrument on offense, Bill. And that's fine, right. but that's high-level thinking and strategy and offense. Yeah. And that's something they haven't had around Giannis, really, other than a couple hot stretches from Chris Middleton. I thought that was so cool.
0: Yeah, it uh, it shows a whole – it shows why he's so good and why he's so good in clutch moments. You know, when you're taking away things that you can see will work and you're not going to exploit them continuously throughout a game just because you're just that good, and yet at the end of the game you can go, okay, I'm going to go back to what worked, and they have not seen me do this continuously, so they can't really specifically defend it, and then to pull it back out of the bag and use it as one of the arrows in your quiver, that's fantastic. That, that's, you know, again, I'm not saying that I'm not putting them on the same level as say, you know, like the Aaron Rodgers going to the line of scrimmage and seeing the matrix, but that's, that's different level of thinking than what we've heard in the past.
1: Well, and that's like uh, a a Kyle Shanahan in the NFL calling something in the first quarter, knowing
0: that it will set something up later, Right. right? That's what the best offensive minds do. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. Uh, and hopefully that continues throughout the season. What is your projection? We never did do predictions for the uh, for the Bucks this season, but what do you predict the Bucks to win this year? Oh
1: man, I don't even know what their their over under their preseason win total was. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. Let's g- give me a sec to think about that. I can't give you a good I, answer.
0: I'm I'm going with 57. Wow. I'm going with 57. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Gonna go with 57. There you have it. All right, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, come back uh, next half hour. Well, about 15 minutes. we got Mike Clemens coming up. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go. Getting you ready for the Packers and the Vikings. Next. Stay tuned.